Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day. That one question, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of But Daddy Why? My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Pinion. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, this week we're going to answer one question, and it's probably going to take up all the time. That question is one that haunts everybody who's ever flown the W flag outside their house or on their car. That is, why is it that the Cubs are cursed? Such a good question. Um, and, and, and really, you know, this, this topic was, was my idea, and – you know, I kind of, I kind of knew that you probably had all the background on this and, and could tell some really good stories and everything, because I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a Cubs fan because of family, I guess, you know, kind of born into it, you know, with the place that you, you know, with the people that you grow up and everything. But I don't know all the deep history of the Cubs and really, honestly, you know, what exactly the curse is and everything. I just know that they're cursed. And they so are. I would like to know why. Why are they cursed? This is such a, this is such a fun story. Now, sports is extremely superstitious. Like people wear their socks a specific way or like when, when I was, uh, when I was growing up, our uh, high school quarterback, wore the same shirt that he wore like all through like whenever he played football, like his mom hand washed this shirt and it, like it was threadbare, but he would wear it under his, under his uniform. Like, so we're extremely superstitious. And as much as you're a Chicago fan, we have to point out that you are a green Bay Packers fan. Yes. Yes. We should definitely point out that I am a green Bay Packers fan. And it is clear this year that, <laughs> that McDonald's has done you no service. No, it's been absolutely horrific. So, so ultimately, the what we're talking about is Duck Coach Mike Ditka dressing up in in what I thought was horrific for Bears fans, dressing up in Packers green and gold and cheering for the Packers. I think he actually says "Go Pack" at one point. I mean, it's horrible. As a Bears fan, you guys should be just absolutely disgusted disgusted by this of all people the coach doing this and in the end it's been nothing but a curse for the Packers and they've lost three straight games and something is going on with the entire team and the Bears look like the Packers right now like it's complete bizarro world I, I just can't even explain it except that it's a curse it is really easy. It is really easy in sports world to, to look look for excuse for why things go wrong. It makes for a good story. Weird stuff happens. You want to blame it on something, and it's just that your team's not doing well, or right. all the time a team does do well. 
and and what's 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 the story behind it so let's get into the cubs so here's the deal the cubs won world series back to back in 1907 and 1908 right and they appeared in world series games seven times since then but the yeah. last one was in 1945 now the curse is supposed to have come in from what I know in, in, in 1945 during an incident that happened during a world series game. And ever since then, the Cubs have never been back to the world series. The first thing to remember is the Cubs were really good. I know it's hard to imagine. <laughs> really good. In fact, the two world series that they won back to back, they were like crazy winning the pennant. Like it was, it was them and the giants. And it was, and, and, and you've heard the poem tinkers to ever's a chance. Right. No. Oh, heard the poem. Okay. So t- I've heard Casey at the bat or something like that. Tinker- I see now, see now th- this is the thing. I didn't really grow up with baseball. I never played baseball in my entire life. Never had a baseball card in my entire life. So this, I, I think, is a really good topic for us to kind of discuss so that I can understand it and, and say, but Daddy, why? Okay. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's start off with the fact that the Cubs were really good. They did win, they did win back-to-back World Series in 1907 and 1908. Now, they had they three fielders. Tinkers was the uh, shortstop, Evers was first base, and Chance was second base. And that's a Tinker's Evers a chance, right? And they got a ridiculous amount of double plays. Like it was guaranteed almost. This was a double play machine. Tinker's to Evers a chance, right? And that's where I come. And there's a poem about it. And they they just rocked the then New York Giants. See, all three of them ended up in the uh, Hall of Fame, probably because of that poem, uh, more so than they may have deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And they may have stolen a World Series. But we'll get back to that. So so there's a, there's a spate that they were in contention for probably for about a decade, whether they were in contention or won the National League pennant. Two of those years, 1907, 1908, they won the World Series. Okay, So the curse comes in in 1945, right? And the curse, the curse is, 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 a, is, is just a funny story. Uh, was the owner of the Billy Goat Tavern. So if you've watched Saturday Night Live and you've heard the cheeseburger, 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 the, the owner was at the World Series game and he had brought his goat. Because, you know, in 1945, what do you bring a goat? You know, that was, that was a reasonable thing to do, apparently, in 1945. <laughs> which, which, th- this is the thing I don't get. It, what, was, what was that the thing to do? Like, was that commonplace like did he did they not have like goat parking outside the stadium back then i I mean why do you need to bring a goat to a baseball game nobody really agreed with his with with his plan to bring the goat they didn't dig it so everybody complained about it and ultimately he and his goat were removed and not asked to come back to the game he was so angry at uh, at Mr. Wrigley that outside outside he he cursed the Cubs 
it's said two ways. Either they will never win another World Series or another World Series wouldn't be played at Wrigley Field. Depending on right. who's telling the story, that's that's the curse. And thus far, it hasn't happened. So if you were on our Twitter or you saw that I asked the question, how long has it have the Cubs been cursed? Uh, mm-hmm. It's really easy to go back and say, oh, these guys haven't won a, won a World Series in 107 years, but the curse was actually placed on them in 1945. So 70 years. My grandfather lived his whole life and did not see the Cubs win a World Series. The man was 80-something years old. Right. And that's a long time. So Yeah, it is. And, and, and you know, my, my grandmother is 90 years old. And has been a lifelong Cubs fan. Um, you know, she tells stories about going to the park when ladies would, would get him for free and she'd go in. And she's still to this day, you know, she's 90 years old and she's got the, you know, the earphones in listening to the game. She has an iPhone or an iPad and she's checking the score and, and all of that. She always said that uh, Mark Grace was was another one of her sons because she loved him so much. She is die hard, man, and and it's it's one of those things that it's like I don't want her to go without seeing this happen. Well, she's probably in luck because it's a really good team right now. It is. It is. If any, but if if anyone's going to turn it around, it's going to be this team. Like, but. But, but they're cursed. They're cursed. But they're cursed. So, <laughs> okay. So that's really so they've done a lot of things trying to trying to lift this curse. Like they've you know they've brought the son back onto the the son of the the, the son's been there. He's come onto the field, kind of right. So from the curse, I I did I did some research on that. I wasn't sure if uh, if oh. you knew a bunch of this. So so I can I can take this. So in in two thousand three, which was the the year of the goat actually a group of cub fans tried to take a goat into houston astros park whatever big monster company has bought the park and they've named it something ridiculous they were denied getting into the park and as they were denied they unfurled a scroll and read a verse of something saying that they were reversing the curse and that that houston would now be cursed and the Cubs would would not anymore. And the Cubs actually won the division and came within five outs of the World Series. That's probably when I remember um, like being really excited about the Cubs. And I remember that moment when when they were five outs away and the Bartman incident oh, happened. Man, how tough was that? That was that was that year. So that was the year that, you know, a group went to Houston and, and tried to reverse the curse. A couple times, um, goats have been basically sacrificed and draped over the Harry Carey um, statue in an attempt to, you know, reverse the curse or end the curse to, to no avail each time. In 2013, recently, obviously, um, a goat head was delivered to the the new owner. Then I think he was it was his first time, right? Um, the Thomas Ricketts. Yep. The idea there was, and it was a goat head again. You know, was was delivered to him, mailed to him, and delivered, and and you know, postmarked Thomas Ricketts. <laughs> and I just kept thinking when I kept reading this, like, 
how Godfather is this, man? Like, why didn't they, like, if you really thought that that's how it was going to happen, don't mail it, man. Go all out, break into his house, put it in his bed, let the blood go everywhere, and just, ah, ah, ah. Very good, very good. Now, and, and then, and then, like you said, there was another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you had mentioned, you know, uh, the guy's name was uh, Billy... Cyanus or Cyanus or something like that. So Billy's nephew um, has been brought in with a goat on opening day in 1984 and 1989. And they won the division both years. In 1994, he was brought in like with a goat as well, apparently, um, to stop uh, a home game losing streak. And apparently that worked. Um, And then in 1998 for a wild card game, um, he again came in with a goat and and they won. So yeah, there have been a lot, a lot of attempts. And obviously, they, you know, they said that tons of people have brought in, you know, priests and rabbis, and you know, they bless the dugout and and all this stuff. But everything, everything is to no avail. No avail. I mean, we have- and ultimately, that is where the Cubs' motto has come from. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Something else interesting that I found was um, that uh, they say at least 42 players have won the World Series after leaving the Cubs, um, including Andy Pafko, um, who played in the 1945 series mm-hmm. as a Cubs player. I'll go back to that because I remember exactly where I was watching that watching that game in 2003 because I was working late. I put, put it up on the big screen in the, in the, uh, in the conference room. Yeah. I remember, I just remember that they were very, very good. And it was, it was pretty much a guarantee that they were absolutely going. I don't remember how many runs they were up by or, or what the situation was, but wheels built, you know, off the bus. Yeah. Entirely, entirely. Yeah, and and that, that series had been so. I mean, there was there was there was one game that they won where Terry Wood gave up two home runs, turned around and knocked in a knocked in a grand slam. Oh, right. Well, the pitcher, right. The pitcher gave up two runs, <laughs> puts four on the board. Right, right. So they're just good. It was just it was, good. It was such a it was such a good series um, until they lost. But and this is and this is this is one thing you can't stress enough, and that is, and that is it's all about doing the little things right. Because it was uh, uh, what what's his name <clears throat> who who missed that catch? Moises Alou. Moises Alou. And he said it afterwards. He goes, "Look, we made five or six other errors that game. That if, if yeah, if we hadn't made those errors, that catch doesn't matter." Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's that's the bottom line. You you've got to you've got to get it done. And there's plenty of ex- there's plenty of excuses because the goats come back. They've had good games. It gives them the it gives them the, it gives them the rush. They play well. They they get close. They lose. That's baseball. Nobody does nobody nobody does great forever, unless you're gonna be like George Steinbrenner and break the bank every year and say penalties. What penalties? Sure. Who cares? World Series. We buy them. I'm buying World Series. Hey. 
<laughs> we can't we can't do that here, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to win it the right way. So so that's 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 the reality of it. We just haven't had the team that's that's been able to win. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not for lack of being able to put together good teams. We have good good teams. Now I'm gonna go back and say if we are cursed, if we are cursed, what we deserve to be cursed for, not necessarily for not letting a goat into the game, although that's where it comes from. What we deserve mm-hmm. to be cursed for is stealing our way into the world uh, into the World Series in 1908. As your kids dumped you with a why daddy question, go ahead and ask us on Twitter. We are at ButDaddyWhy. Now, let's get back to the show. Now, what was that? So, in 1908, it was a tight pennant race between us, the Giants, and uh, the Pirates. I mean, it was it was scary close. And we were playing a series. We were playing a series with the Giants, and we were the season ends up. But we're ninety. We won ninety eight uh, of uh, ninety eight and lost fifty five games. And that was the same thing that happened to the uh, to the Giants. But earlier in the year, we were playing the Giants when they still had. They had more games left to play than us due to rainouts and 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 whatnot. So they so they had some extra extra games to play. But when they were playing when they were playing uh, <clears throat> playing the Cubs at the end of the game, we we give uh, we we gave up some runs and the game was tied. And this goes back to tinkers and evers and chance. And a ball gets hit out to the field. Bringing bringing the winning run in. Now this is called uh, this is called Merkley's boner, and that's not a bad word that I'm saying. Uh, back then, uh, boner is the bonehead play or bonehead move or mistake or whatnot. So this this is this is this this episode is called Merkley's boner and Fred Merkley, Merkel. Merkel or Merkel, I don't, I don't know how to say his name, but it's, someone's going to correct us, and I'm going to go. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, so he's, he hasn't played a lot. Like he, he, his first, uh, first start was in this, was in this game. And gets on base, and he's on first base. So Moose McCormick and and uh, and and Fred Merkel are on are on base, and that Moose McCormick is the winning run. Albertwell hits this ball. Well, they they start to call the game because Moose McCormick gets in. Now Merkel doesn't tag the base. He's going from first to second, and he doesn't and he doesn't doesn't uh, touch second tag up, right? And and Giants fans are jumping on the field, and everyone's all excited. Here comes the win, and this is when Evers recognizes the opportunity because the rule is. That a run doesn't count if there is an out on the field due to a forced play. Now, Merkel has to t- has to tag up second base. He notices that and brings it to the attention of the umpire, and then they get the ball moving from the outfield and tag second base. And when they when they tag second base, he's called out, and no one's really paying attention to this until because uh, all the celebrations going on. Except one other Giants players, and he tried to throw the ball out of the field, 
They got the ball from out of the field, brought it back in. Weird rules back then. And generally, generally the consensus was that this rule didn't really apply. You know, if it was a walk-off kind of scenario, it wouldn't apply. But it had never been put into practice. And ever saw a chance to, uh, to put the rule into practice, force the play, and it ended up as a tie. So we get to the end of the season, and we've kind of had uh, – the Cubs have kind of had rest and they're really kicking on all cylinders, and the Giants have been just playing back-to-back-to-back games. And they come into that last – it, it gets to the point where we have to play a tiebreaker game for the, uh, for the, for the pennant. And mm-hmm. we go into it, and we win the pennant. We enforced a rule we probably shouldn't, have, probably shouldn't have enforced. It wasn't the intention of the rule, but we did, and we stole the game, and won, won the and ultimately ended up winning the 1908 World Series. So if, if there is an excuse for us to be cursed, mm-hmm. that's an excuse because we stole the game, not the World there Series. Gotcha. Makes for a great story. Yes. Now, you got to find that poem. Tell me you have the poem. I've been looking for it here. All right. I found like a short version of it, but that can't be it's it. It's not a long poem. Uh, These are the saddest of possible words. That one. That's the one. Okay. So it's only a couple, a couple refrains or whatever, or a couple lines. Um, All right. I I think. I mean, you've been talking about it so much. um, You've got to read it. So I don't know if you want to read it. If you want me to read it. Go for it. You've got it up. I have to. I'd have to look it up. Okay. So we've been talking about this this poem about Tinkers and Evers and Chance. Um, the three Cubs players back in the day. And um, so I figured we should pull it up and, and read it for the podcast. Um, and the poem is actually called Baseball's Sad Lexicon by Franklin Pierce Adams. And, it, and it's, it's important to note that it's going to say giant in here, and it is referring to the New York Giants at the time. Ah, interesting. Because these guys just gave it to the Giants. All right, so here we go. These are the saddest of possible words, tinker to evers to chance, trio of bear cubs and fleeter than birds, tinker and evers and chance, ruthlessly pricking our gonfalon bubble, making a giant hit into a double, words that are heavy with nothing but trouble, tinker to evers to chance. Well done, sir. Wait, is it supposed to be sad or was it? It was. Oh, it was a happy thing. Well, hey, for for the Cubs, that is that is yes. that is a happy thing because when when they when when he, when he says uh, uh, making a giant hit into a double, it's a double play, not a not a not a not a double. It's a right. double play. Right. And they were. I mean, they were so good at it. It was it, it, just it, what it, they did. The interesting thing, though, to note since we're talking about the. Uh, talking about world series uh trivia is they never managed to do to to get a double play those three guys in a world series they got a really amount of i mean it it was an art form the way they did it but they never managed to get a double play in a world series but hey if if you're winning if you're winning back-to-back world series nobody nobody cares right now fans today would know what that feels like Right. <laughs> so, so as as a lifelong Cubs fan, 
what were your thoughts on 2015 and Back to the Future, this possibly being the year? Like, did you believe, was there a part of you that made you go, oh my God, they might actually do this. They're going to do this. I thought it would have been a great story. I, I I wanted it so bad. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, in the end, I mean, there there can't be a better story than if the Cubs won the World Series this year. I mean, that is, that would have been epic because of that movie, because of everything around it, but because of the movie and and the fact that they said that the Cubs won the World Series in 2015 and the big joke and and all that. That just would have been epic, man. Man, the Giants, uh, the uh, the Mets just caught fire, which maybe that is a little bit of uh, of, of comeuppance too. The team from New York, mm-hmm. stealing stealing the World Series that should have been ours this year. Yeah, yeah, because back then in the day it was the New York Giants, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, before we do the bottom line, before we do the bottom line, I do want to say that according to Billy's nephew. Um, the curse, even though they've tried to lift it several times, the only way that it can possibly be lifted, he says, and or has said in, in a couple interviews, is by the Cubs showing sincere fondness for goats, allowing <laughs> them into Wrigley because they genuinely want to, not just to lift the curse. So if we were to start some kind of a Cubs-Goat movement where just Cubs fans are, are just showing their appreciation for Goats and, and just talking about how wonderful Goats are and inviting Goats into the stadium and, and maybe even – the Ricketts family just says, you know what, 2016, you want to bring a goat into the stadium? Right on. We're going to have goat parking, a special area set up for goats. They can eat grains. What? I don't know what goats, I should do some research on that. And whatever. Right. You know, like, you know, there, there should be something that, that, that we do. And that all Cubs fans do just to say, you know what? We love goats. We love, we goats. love goats. Maybe maybe we should put like a patch. Is there a ribbon for goat loving? <laughs> no, we just we have to be careful with exactly how it's said. <laughs> yeah, because that didn't come out. <laughs> that didn't come out right. But you know, like it's 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 a genuine want. To to appreciate goats. Yeah. I don't know. Cubs for goats. Cubs for goats. I don't know. It's I mean, maybe I'll even grow goatee for the whole year. There you go. Oh, goatees for cubs. Okay. Something's got to work. Absolutely. Or or we could or we could just play really good baseball. Or. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> All right. So, so right. bottom line, hit me. Okay. So the bottom line is the curse 
was placed on the Cubs in 1945, 70 years ago, because we kicked the owner uh, of the Billy Goat Tavern out with his goat because the fans were less than thrilled by the goat. So that's where the curse comes from. Uh, Not 100 plus years ago, 107 years. Just hurts to say it that way. It does. <laughs> not not because 107 years ago, or uh, not for 107 years. Although, as we pointed out, we may have stolen a World Series from the Giants that year. Uh, all the hands of our friends, Tinkers, to Evers, to Chance. That's the bottom line. Cubs are cursed because of a goat, uh, but we here don't necessarily believe in curses. We kind of figure, play some good baseball. And there's always next year. And there's always next year. All right, that's it for this week's episode of But Daddy Why. You got a question you'd like an answer? Feel free to hit us up. You can hit us up on email at why at diarydad.com. Or drop those questions off of Twitter. We are at ButDaddyY over there. We'll look forward to getting them and answering them right here. Maybe even next week on But Daddy Why.